Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Everybody. Welcome back to another edition of The Teardown. My name is Jeff Gluck, and I'm along with my co-host, Jordan Bianchi. We are writers for The Athletic, and we have just both watched the Kansas race, the start of round three. And boy, this is a really, really fascinating one because the reaction on Twitter has uh, been vociferous, I would say, Jordan, to this uh, ending. Um, which is really, it's just going to be, I, I, I honestly cannot wait to talk to you about this. So first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, I look forward to talking about this with you as well, because I, I think, I think I like this race. I didn't have an issue with it, but my, I think my opinion on how this race played out is going to be very different than probably other people's. And I think probably yours as well. Uh, well, let's talk about our opinions, our takes first. We'll just give our takes, right? Uh, how we felt about it. And then we can talk about um, how it seems like most people may have felt about it, judging by Twitter and dive into why that may be things like that. Is that a fair thing? Should we do that? Let's do it. That sounds, that sounds like a good plan. Okay. Why don't, so you said you thought you had a different take than me. So why don't you give your take first? What did you think of this Kansas race won by Joey Logano? I didn't mind it. I thought it was a good race. It was a very, it was very typical of a 1.5 mile race, but I actually think it was a little bit better version of that. Um, the end of it with Logano and Harvick, I thought was compelling. Yes, I know the the rules package is going to get a lot of criticism, and it didn't feel like Harvick really ever had a chance to pass Logano, or he was going to need something to happen to Logano to, before he could make a move, and it was kind of out of his hands. And maybe this isn't how the racing should be, but. I looked at this race as, as pretty competitive. You had a lot of different guys in the mix. You had guys who were able to make passes. It, to me, it wasn't a situation where guys couldn't maybe make a move. And Logano had a very good car, and he put himself in position. And I, and I think that should be commended. And his moves at the end of holding off Harvick, yeah, it's atypical of what you kind of see at this kind of a racetrack. You know, that's usually what you would see at a Daytona or a Talladega. But I, I was okay with it. This wasn't – This wasn't. I, I've seen a lot worse races on mile and a half racetrack, so I, I didn't have an issue with it. So surprisingly, I think we are on the same page. Um, I thought the end battle, uh, the last 45 laps were compelling. Joey Logano clearly didn't have the fastest car at Kansas, didn't even probably have one of the five fastest cars. Um, but he's able to win the race off pit road ahead of a nine-time winner this season. Nine nine races, right? That Kevin yep, nine wins. Won. So the fastest car all season is restarting. Uh, is going to have a battle with him with 45 laps to go. Okay. So Logano is able to put his car in position to take the air away over and over and over lap after lap after lap. Obviously Harvick is a savvy veteran, uh, a hall of famer had multiple chances to try and 
and outfox Logano to try to trick him, to try to do something. Of course, yes, he was at an arrow disadvantage, as we've seen for two years in this package. But the fact that Logano was able to skillfully manipulate the air, I think, uh, and block his way into the final four, essentially, mm-hmm. he he deserved to win that race. That is very hard to do. Um, now, I, like you, understand why someone would watch that race and go, damn, this is frustrating. Damn, this is not racing. Because you had the fastest car, uh, or at least clearly a faster car than the one in front of them, completely unable to make a pass because of uh, the way the package is, because of the dirty air, because of that bubble between the cars. And and TJ Majors, Joey Logano spotter, was, was even saying, He's he's up to you pushing the bubble of air. He's pu- he's he's pushing you, w- without them even touching. I mean that that's what's happening here. Um, you know, it, and I just think that's that's the reality of it, though. So I don't know if it's the fact that I've long ago accepted that this is how it is and it's not changing, and this is going to be how it is next year. No matter how loud fans yell or dislike this package, this is how it's going to be until the new car. So I, I just wasn't really upset about that. You know what I mean? Last year, I think I would have been fired up and been like, this sucks. This is not racing. But now <laughs> this year, I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah, this is what we this is what we have. This is what we've seen every week. So under these rules, under these circumstances, I guess I'm just kind of used to it. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I think... I think Alex Bowman made a really good point in his post-race Zoom. He said, this is the rules for everybody. It's not like it's different. You know how to race these races. You know what you have to do when you're leading. You know what you have to do when you're in second. And, and like you, I, I give Logano a lot of credit. And he maybe didn't have the fastest car, but he sure didn't make a mistake over the last 40 laps or so. He was perfect. He did everything perfectly. Um, and, and listening to his radio, it was it was interesting to hear the dialogue between his spotter, TJ Majors, and Joey and how they treated these final laps, I commend them for this. They they went out and they got themselves in a position to get a win. They I think they absolutely needed to get if they were going to make the final four, and, and they did it. And they were perfect when they had to be, and that's what they had to be. And and I give them credit. Well, you know, another thing from the fan aspect, and I'm not trying to um, project feelings onto people of why they didn't like it or why they felt strongly about this or whatever, but. You have to think, okay, Joey Logano's last win was the Phoenix race before the pandemic in March, March 8th, okay? So, mm-hmm. and, and he really hasn't, you know, as all the conversations we have, have we really thought he's a legitimate championship threat or final four threat? Not really, no. You know, he he's not one of the people we think, you know, we've even said, you know, Keselowski, his teammate would be ahead of him when we've talked about final four picks. I mean, we've, we've mentioned him, but not as a serious threat. So when you see a guy get in like that, first of all, I think people go, wait a minute, this is not, this is not how I thought the season shaped up. This is not one of the best four guys all season. This isn't right. Number two, Joey Logano is clearly not a fan favorite. So we need to apply the Kyle Busch test here and the Dale Jr. slash Chase Elliott test here, right? If this was Dale Jr. or Chase Elliott holding off a disliked driver, say, uh, a Joey Logano or a Kyle Busch type for the last 40 laps, would people have thought this was an amazing race or at least a better race? I think probably so. 
there certainly would have been more respect given to Logano for what he accomplished than other than if it, if it would have been Elliot or Earnhardt, they would have been lauded for how they were they were perfect. And it's not going to be the case for Logano. He's it's going to be a lot of uh, he backed into it, he got lucky. It's the rules package, and that certainly is not the case. Yeah, and he's he is disliked. I mean, he people don't want it. People, you know, he's run into people all year. We we made it. Uh, what was it? Our our championship preview on the athletic uh, with the the stupid questions, right? We came up with stupid <laughs> questions, yeah. and we said, "Will will Joey Logano go through the entire playoffs without making anybody mad?" And that was a stupid question. We said because of course he's going to make people mad, and he has several times, just as he has done all year. He races hard. He blocks his rear end off, and in this case. He blocked all the way to the championship race. I thought Alex Bowman raised a good point as well, where he he started to say, I wish in this package it was easier to pass as a faster car. But then he said, no, you know what? Not easier to pass. I wish it wasn't so easy to block, right? Yeah, and I and thought that was a really key point. And I would agree. And, you know, it does make me... <laughs> I was watching this race unfold... And there's a lot of talk about blocking. And then Harvick had his comment right afterwards on NBC where he goes, you know, Joey's a great blocker. And Joey is a great blocker. That's what makes him so good at the speedway races. And I was wondering in my head, I'm like, is this something that maybe NASCAR should start officiating? And I'm like, no, 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 no. We don't need that. We don't need NASCAR to turn into Formula One or IndyCar and, and start saying that a driver's only allowed to make one move and they can't make two defensive moves. And Part of me kind of it kind of slipped in my head a little bit of maybe this is something that needs to be if you want to curtail it a little bit and this is you're trying to get away with this or get do away with this then this is maybe something you need to look at but then I caught myself and said no and I and I ultimately I'm fine with it I I don't have an issue with it and I felt like there's maybe a couple times where where Harvard could have maybe forced the issue a little bit more than he did and I know Harvard Harvard obviously knows better than we do and he kind of dismissed that idea in post race but. It, it did seem like there was an opportunity there at least once where he maybe could have made a move on Logano and kind of really kind of forced the issue if he wanted to. But let's acknowledge, too, that Kevin wasn't didn't have to be super aggressive here, and he wasn't super aggressive. And, you know, he, he's in a really good point spot where as long as he doesn't make a mistake next week, he, he's going to probably make it to the Final Four with no problem. Um, he didn't want to do anything to jeopardize his chances. Finishing second today with all the stage points and everything he got is a, is a giant win for him. So... I also wonder how that played out. I mean, his lack of aggressiveness, his, his maybe, you know what? I, I, yeah, win would be great. It'd put me in the Phoenix for sure, but I don't need to do anything stupid here and take a chance. And I, and I just, I, I think that maybe played a, a little part of this. Potentially, yes. Um, but, and we'll, we'll get into this more in a minute, but Logano winning because he's actually fifth in points. So he's vaulted over Chase Elliott and move the cut up cutoff line to Brad Keselowski, who's, who's actually third in points. So Kevin Harvick now, uh, instead of having a 51-point lead over fifth place in points, he's got a 41-point lead over the cutoff. So uh, Logano winning damaged everybody else. And I want to get more into that in, in just a second, but I want to go back to something you said just a moment ago about NASCAR and officiating I, I think this is what NASCAR wants, though. I don't think that they want the fastest car to be able to get past and just sail off. Because had, had Harvick gotten past Logano with 30 to go or whatever, he would have won this race probably by three, four seconds, you know, without another caution, right? 
That's not what NASCAR wants to keep this close. This is the highlight reels. This is this is what this package was designed to do. So I don't think NASCAR would want to take that away or say you can't block. This is they're they're banking on the highlight reel value of it, the excitement value of it, and the casual sort of fan not knowing why the cars were so close or not saying, well, this car was faster, but he couldn't pass, and the package, blah, blah, blah. Those that's what the hardcore fans think but the the general fan the casual fan are going to watch this race go wow that was really exciting and they don't need to know why essentially to feel like it was exciting for them the hardcore fans the people we hear from the people who follow us on twitter people who are engaged with every little bit of nascar news people listen to this podcast are more likely to be upset with what happened because for them it overshadows the the knowing what knowing the secret sauce that went into this essentially overshadows the excitement of the the race. And I think when we get to the was it a good race poll later, I, I feel like I'm gonna have a shockingly shockingly low uh prediction this week because from what I can see on Twitter, people were really I mean this was like a tipping point for hatred of the package. And again, I know I'm rambling here, but for me I've accepted it long ago. I don't think it's changing. There's nothing anybody can do. There's nothing drivers can do. Um, there's nothing fans can do as much as NASCAR says we listen to the fans. This is what the package will be until the next gen car arrives. And I, I actually think the next gen car, we don't know how it'll drive, but I think it'll have a lot of these type of elements, this, this philosophy baked into it. Um, so I don't, I don't, I've sort of stopped fighting against it in, in a way. I'm not Matt Weaver here saying, Hey, if I, you know, <laughs> campaign long enough, this, this will be a change and, and this will be right. I don't like, I don't love it, uh, but I think this is what it is. So I just don't, I'm not going to spend any more energy on it. I, I've been rambling. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I know. I, I think you make a really good point about what this is what NASCAR wants. They wanted to see this kind of racing where on an intermediate track, too often the cars get spread out. The racing isn't very exciting. There's not a lot of passing. We didn't have that today. We, we had a, the first part of the race, especially, was very competitive with a lot of different guys in the mix. You know, Logano's spotter, TJ Majors, came on at one point and said, this is a damn super speedway race. And he's right. It was. It looked like it. And, and I, that's, that's exactly what NASCAR wanted with the package, yeah, right? Yeah, this is exactly. And, and I commend him. I mean, this, to me, this beats the alternative on mile and a half racetracks. And I know that's not the popular answer, but I'm okay with all this. And I, I don't think NASCAR Wait, really do does anything. it, though? You're, you're, a, you're a purist. You're a long-time, lifelong uh, viewer of, of racing. And you're okay with... I mean, the, the alternative, yes, is that they could get spread out, but it's also that, I mean, you, you view some of these races from the mid-2000s. Uh, I think, like, NASCAR Man RR had posted some clips recently that I was watching and on Twitter, and, and you're just like, man, these guys, you know, it's just super high horsepower, lower down force. These guys are wheeling it. Like, you know those guys are driving the hell out of the cars, and it's a real test of driver talent. This is, hey... Let's have our all of our feet to the floor, uh, you know, as far as the gas pedal, and see who can manipulate the air and try to juke each other out, and and you know, so. But you, so I guess you're okay with that, though. I, I'm. I think I'm like you in the sense that I understand that this isn't going away, and that this is a short term thing until this next gen car comes in. And to me, it honestly beats the alternative. I mean, it, I, yes, would I like to see a high horsepower, low downforce aero package? 
Absolutely. 100%. That's just, it's not going to happen. Would I like to see less intermediate tracks? 100%. I mean, to me, Kansas having two races every year is just something that doesn't need to happen. Should I have a playoff race? No. But I think I just kind of accept it is for what it is. And I realize that for right now, I'm okay with this. I don't want this every year. And I just, I don't know. It is, I also look at it like this. You know, everybody talks about, this rules package and, this, and, I, and I mentioned this kind of last week and everything and the same guys are still winning these races whether we were having you know whether you go back to the the high horsepower low downforce rules package or, or this rules package the same guys are winning these races and that's because they're talented and they're with good teams and they, they execute when they need to so to me it, it requires a different kind of ability but there's still a skill set here that is that is that is needs to be showcased to, to have success and Joey Logano is going to have success regardless. Kevin Harvick is going to have success regardless. And the best drivers are going to be able to adapt. And I think we've been able to see that a little bit. I'll quibble with that a little bit, though, Jordan, because, you know, you say the same the same guys are winning and, and stuff like that. Well, okay, Joey Logano, as, as we mentioned, I mean, yeah, he's Joey Logano. He's a former champion. It's not like he's, you know, some backmarker guy that suddenly, you know, used track position and won. You know, he, he's a regular Final Four contender, but he hasn't been winning these races this year. Um, he hasn't won again since March. So for him to jump up in a major playoff race and win because he got track position off pit road primarily um, and then blocked uh, to take the air away for 40 laps, which, again, kudos to him. But that's, that's a little bit different. And then you go back to the last um, mile-and-a-half track race as well. Kurt Busch, uh, certainly not somebody who's been winning these races, was able to stay out, get track position, and fended off the rest of the field on a couple of restarts because he had that track position. And again, kudos to him for for getting it done on the restarts, but he wasn't one of the fastest cars. So when you see that happen, and we know, as people who've watched this all year and the people listening again know, that Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin are the two fastest cars in the series. D- Denny Hamlin made a mistake today, hit the wall, and took himself out of it. But Kevin Harvick, in all likelihood, he should have won this race. This should have been win number 10, should have locked himself in the final four. You know what I mean? Like we as race, uh, you know, analysts, whatever you want to call it, observers, fans, whatever category you're in here, viewers, anybody who's watched this long enough, we are accustomed to seeing a fast car like that being able to make a winning pass and not be blocked up by the air. So when it happens, especially on a mile and a half track, it's just still even two years into this package, um, you know, sort of tough to justify. But I feel like we've we've gone on a long time. No, I, that, I hear what you're saying. Let me just let me throw this out there real quick. Yeah. I, I mean, yes. Has Logano been great this year? No. I mean, he's had his moments. But he hasn't been as bad as everybody makes him out to be. I mean, he's actually been pretty competitive in the mile-and-a-half racetracks, intermediate tracks. He's got top five finishes at Michigan, Texas this year, Darlington. So th- this they, they have been better than people want to give them credit for. Now they've been winning races? Absolutely not. But they have been fast, they have been competitive, and certainly come the playoff, they've been better than people maybe want to give them credit for. I, again, I go back to the 2018. This, this to me, has shades of that. Logano, for most of that season, was just, he was okay, wasn't great, but he got good. He got, they, they found something at the end of the season, and they went to another level. This is no different than that. I mean, sometimes the best drivers and the best teams, they, they struggle during the regular season, and they hit it during the playoffs, and that's the, that's the nature of this, this format that we're in. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't agree. I don't think there. There's a comparison to 2018 this time because in 2018, remember, we all look back afterwards and we said, "Wow, you know what? They actually got really hot in the summer and they went on this big streak 
And you know, one win during the regular season. Yeah, but it wasn't, you know, if you looked back at their results, like they were, they were red hot for a while. Right. But this time, um, I, I just don't really see that in the results. Yeah. He did open the playoffs by going third place, third place at Darlington and Richmond. But, um, you know, you know, he was second at the road course and he wins this 14th at, at Las Vegas, 11th at Bristol. Um, I don't know. And before that he had eight top 10 finishes in 10 races. Yeah, no, that's a good point, but that's, that's sort of a different, I don't think, I don't see that as connected as much. I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess you could argue that because the one that interrupted his streak was Daytona. He finished 27th. So if you take that away, you know, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, top tens in a row at non super speedways. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that that's fair, but I, I just don't see, I I think this is going to be a different circumstance. This is not going to be like where we can look back and go, Oh, I could have seen this coming if we'd paid more attention to Logano. This was one race, one great day for him. He didn't have the fastest car even today, and he got out front and blocked, and he got in. This is a this was a rules package win to me. This is not a team that was contending and they got they got in that way. But let's talk about his chances now because he's going to have a chance to win the championship. And that's going to be really weird for people if he does because he won the Phoenix race. I mean, He's the defending winner. He's the most recent winner at Phoenix. It's the championship race at Phoenix. We're going to go back there. He's going to have a great shot to win. If he wins a championship over Harvick and Hamlin um, and whoever else, I mean, people are going to go, wow, that's, this is really, this is really hard to do to swallow. And we haven't seen a champion like that uh, Since maybe ever in a while, but um, no, I mean, cause again, even the big three and me in that year, you could you said he got hot the right time, but I I just don't I don't see the same thing this time personally. Yeah, I will I will say this. I think if they get to Phoenix, I, and I tried to ask I asked Joey this post race, and he didn't really want to get into it. Didn't really think about it too much, but I think he's almost the favorite at Phoenix. Not only did he win the race back there in the spring, his teammate Brad Keselowski has got two wins using this same rules package. So Penske as a whole has got this rules package that they're going to use at, at Phoenix figured out down really really well, and Harvick has touched on it too. Like, hey, those you know that that rules package isn't our bread and butter this year. Uh, I absolutely think Logano's in great shape to win the championship now because now he has two weeks where they can just focus on that. They don't have to worry about anything, and they can go to their teammate and say, "Okay, what did you guys use at New Hampshire and, and Richmond? And you guys were so dominant with this rules package that we can apply here." So I think he's in a great spot. Well, I'll tell you what, um, it might not be. Hamlin and Harvick um, as the two drivers in there's now that possibility because this has changed things. And let's, let's talk about why that is. Okay. So again, I mentioned that Logano's fifth in points, he vaults his way in. So essentially this is going to take away. We, it, let's say we assume that Harvick and Hamlin have enough points to make it. And that's no, that's no given now because Hamlin has coughed up a lot of points today. Yeah. He's his now safety only, net is gone. He's now only plus 20. You yeah, know, no, he can't have a bad on bad race. I mean, he just, he simply can't. And he would have been plus, uh, 30, uh, again, because that's 10 points between Elliott and Logano and they flip flop because of Logano's win. So, but again, that still wouldn't have been great for Hamlin, but okay. So let's say that we assume Hamlin and Harvick are in Logano is in, that's only one spot left. Okay. But now there's two more races. So if Hamlin and Harvick don't win, Texas and Martinsville, if there's two different winners, especially if they're in the playoffs, obviously, sure. then one of them 
will miss the championship round. And that, uh, talk about mind-blowing type of thing. But it's very possible now. Um, I, I I don't know, you know, Hamlin is, is he's only uh, 12 points up on Keselowski, who is the last guy in on points right now. And Keselowski's eight points up on Elliott. Mm-hmm. Alex Bowman's 19 out. Martin Truex Jr. is 23 out. Kurt Busch is 65 out. Martin Truex Jr., who we've talked about as someone who um, we we were kind of almost viewing him as, hey, that's going to be the third guy, and we don't know who the fourth guy is going to be. Martin Truex Jr., suddenly things have really, really changed for him. <laughs> he didn't have a good day today, um, not just because he failed inspection, but they just missed it uh, compared to what they normally do at mile and a half. Yeah, he finished ninth. And again, by Logano winning, that changes the cut line for him. So, um, you know, and I think it puts him in a must win mode the next two weeks. I think that, and that's a problem. Yeah. That's a big problem. Well, the problem is it is a problem. You don't want to be in that position. The the good news for him is one, he's going to Texas, a good racetrack for him. Never won there before. Come close many, many times. And then secondly, he's going to Martinsville, which is just a terrific track for him. He's won the last two races there and he's been dominant there. So, you know, if you're Martin Tricks Jr. and you have to win a race going into Martinsville, you have to feel that you probably wouldn't want another track that you wouldn't want to be at another track than Martinsville. But the problem for him is, I mean, Mar- that Martinsville race uh, in May or June or whatever is his last win. I mean, that's his yeah. only win of the whole year. Um, and, we, you know, we talked over and over again about, you know, how many second and third place finishes they had and how they were close to so many other wins. But because they didn't win, uh, which is a point you've you've talked about with other drivers this year, like Chase Elliott, that left points on the table. Now they're in a really bad position. They didn't have enough playoff points to mm-hmm. have a bad day like this. Um, and I think that changes the calculation for him, just because I I don't know that they can just be like, all right, well we'll go win, you know. Well, no, I mean, I don't think they can do that, but I just think if, if you know, at least it's a little bit reassuring to say, hey, you know, at least we, the one race we did win this year is Martinsville, and we did win there last year as well, so at least gives them some level of confidence, maybe. Yeah, I, I guess, but I mean, to me, Martinsville looms as like this crazy. People are going to do yeah. anything. People are going to knock people out of the way. There's going to be desperation. There's going to be a lot of anger, a lot of high emotions, because that's going to be a lot of people's last chance. Um, I tell you what. Going back to the Hamlin and Harvick thing, if I'm Harvick and for some reason I don't win uh, at Texas, I'm rooting for Hamlin and vice versa because the last thing you want is oh, yeah. somebody else from below you to come take another spot, mm-hmm. and which means again, if somebody then if somebody else wins Martinsville and it's not you, you could be out just like that your whole season. I mean, amazingly. Yeah, uh, could come down to any, that. any bubble guy winning changes the, the you know the complexion of everything. And like you said, all of a sudden you're looking at it going, wait a second, the two guys we thought were you know earmarked for Phoenix, uh, that's certainly not the case. And 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 yeah, I look at Texas and Alex Bowman is really good there. Alex Bowman has been really good at mile and a half racetracks this year. That is a race he could win. Absolutely, Brad Keselowski can win that race, and, and I, I I fully believe that. And as we saw today, circumstances can dictate, and we saw it in Vegas too, where. Maybe things, you know, come on, you know, circumstances come together and we get that winner that we didn't expect. Another uh, weird thing about this playoff system as we are, you know, uh, you know, I would say backing up for just a second, we often talk about scenarios that could happen in this playoff system. And, and most of the time, 
as we talked about last week, because of the first two rounds, it ends up being straightforward. Like the, the most of the people that you expect are going to go through anyway. And the people advance who you think you're going to advance. Um, and so a lot of the, like the, Oh my gosh, I wonder if this will happen scenarios. Ultimately it's almost like fear mongering. But in this case, like just with, with the Logano thing again today, you look at Alex Bowman, he brought this up afterwards. He, he started round three down 17 points to the cut line. He had a great day today. He scored um, stage points in both stages, mm-hmm. got a lot of stage points, um, finished third, and lost 10 points to the cutoff because of Logano's win. So again, like it really, um, I think we almost forget sometimes, or at least I do, how much the possibility of winning in this playoff system can really, really change things. Just like we're talking about with now Hamlin's no longer a given after we've said that, Oh, he's a lock all year. Mm -hmm. Um, because one outside winner and combined with one bad day, uh, that really messed things up. But I think it's so rare that we see these guys, we, that we see the unexpected guys sort of win in the playoffs that we, it's almost like you discount it. But then when stuff happens like today, I mean, it really jumps out at you. And Chase Elliott's another guy too. I mean, without Joey Logano winning today, Elliott's going to be 10 points up on Joey, depending upon, you know, you look at it. Right. He would have been 10 Uh, points to the good. That's pretty good. And he's going into a racetrack at Texas where he hasn't been very good at lately, but at least he's got 10 points to to kind of play with. All of a sudden, he's now he's minus eight, going to a racetrack he's struggled at in recent years since they repaved. That's not a fun spot to be in. <laughs> that changes his outlook. So, like you said, it just it you one guy winning that you don't expect can change everything. It throws everything into a blender. And I'll even go a step further. So Keslowski finishes fourth today. Had a pretty solid day. You know, he was up there in the top five. I would say most of the day, right? Seemed like. Um, yeah. He ends up uh, going from he would have been eighteen points up. His teammate wins, and now he's only eight points to the good. So you know. In some ways, he he got his uh, playoff points sliced away, thanks to his own teammate winning. It's a it's just a lot lot to uh, think about what how much impact this this one victory had. And again, with two races to go, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, really, really interesting, intriguing result. I feel like um, to come out of this. So, who knows what Texas is going to bring? You know. I do not know. Uh, it's it's been interesting so far. I, this is we've kind of talked last week on how this felt like a very straightforward playoff in some respects. And I, I know Kurt won at Vegas, but besides that, we've kind of it's kind of been chalk largely for the most part. If, you know, nothing too crazy. I, I I feel like we have kind of we're starting to kind of go down the road of this is the next two weeks are going to be absolutely cra- crazy. And the fact that now maybe Hamlin and Harvick aren't as clear cut to get there. I think Harvick's in a great spot. But maybe Hamlin isn't. And, you know, I mentioned it before where he had his one bad race. He had his mulligan, and that's fine. He can't afford another one because he has another one. Then he's in a really bad spot. And he's going to have to be – he's in a precarious position as well if if someone else hops up and wins. So uh, I'm excited for the next two weeks. And like you, Martinsville is, is going to be very intriguing. Well, Jordan, speaking of must-win situations, that's unfortunately what you may find yourself in this week after I – ran to another victory in the was it a good race poll your favorite topic last week i'm now up four to two we only have four chances left here so i could clinch at least a tie uh if i am victorious this week this is going to be one of the trickier 
results we've ever done because here we both <laughs> feel like it was a, a entertaining battle toward the end, but we can see on Twitter as my replies are still pouring in here during this podcast, hundreds of replies, people angry and upset about this. So um, clearly it's not going to be super high. I don't know if it'll be super low because certainly some people like us enjoyed it or are not going to be uh, sort of hold the package against it, if that makes sense, as far as was it a good race. Um, but there's clearly a lot of frustration and anger out there and people are definitely going to take that out on the poll. So um, I don't know if you want to go first or want me to go first. But. I'll I'll go first, and again, this is this number I'm going to say is not reflective of actually what I think of the race. It's this is just my attempt to win this stupid silly game that we do every week. That's a complete waste of time, but whatever. <laughs> um, so again, this anyone listening, I thought the race was fine. I, I didn't have any problems with it, but I'm just trying to win this stupid game for whatever reason. Uh, so I'm gonna go 42. percent So yeah, there you go. Wow. Okay. See, I thought you were gonna go. I thought you were going to go at least 60. No, um, I, can t- I can tell you. I look at social media. I know people yeah. are, pissed, are, are mad. I know. I know. That's the problem. I mean, you you, you look at this and you're like, wow, are people really going to um, say this is a good race after after all the vitriol that's on there right now? Yeah, plus, like, like you said earlier, Logano won. People don't like Joey. For whatever reason, people don't like Joey, which just completely baffles me because I think he represents everything you'd want in a race car driver if you're a fan. But whatever yeah but Um, here's the thing i mean uh if you're not his fan he's everything you don't like in a competitor or a rival right i guess but i mean if i'm a fan like i'm trying to find a driver to root for my drive my favorite driver retired whatever i'm like you know what this guy's a winner he's funny he's got he's charismatic he wins he's goes out there and he's aggressive as hell and he's willing to put a bumper to people. Like how often do we, do people say, I wish my, you know, I want a driver that's going to go out there and and do whatever it takes to win a race. Well, that's Logano. It's like that, that's, that's everything that you want in a driver. And, uh, I, I, I just think that people don't give him enough respect for how good he is and what he's willing to do. And it's just, I understand why people don't like him. I know he's made some enemies over the years, but it's not, it's not like the, the, the guys he's been engaged with. I mean, he got into a feud with Kyle Busch. Well, Kyle Busch isn't like the most popular driver. Denny Hamlin's not the most popular driver. I mean, it's besides Matt Kenseth, I don't know who Logano's really upset so much that you know is like an overwhelming fan favorite. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on all that. I just, uh, you know, people have made up their mind about him. People don't like how he's driven their favorite over the years, and so when their favorite has retired, perhaps um, they're not suddenly going to like him. I guess, but. Um, anyway, as far as my prediction, so you say 42%, I, I honestly 42%. had, I honestly had, even before you said that I had 50 in my head. Um, <laughs> I hate to, um, sort of box you in because I feel like it, there's no, a strong don't. chance. You don't that, hate it at all. No, I do. I feel kind of bad just because I think it's, no, it's don't. probably going to be in the fifties, like between 50 and 60. Like, would this race really get under 50? I don't know. That's, that's really uh, I, I don't know how anybody votes for any of these damn things. I, there's weeks like I, I think it's like what was the race? Was it uh, Talladega a few weeks back? Oh, I forgot Br- Bristol. I don't remember the race, and I thought it was a great race, and people were voting in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, maybe we'll we'll just have to not do this next year because it it. Uh, Amen. You you really uh, uh maybe I'll do it with a guest <laughs> picker or something. You you hate this so much. You're making jokes on Twitter about it. Well, I actually don't think they're jokes uh, on Twitter about it. 
Uh, you're, you're I don't give this a second thought after we have this discussion online. All right, if we if you post the poll, I don't give it a second thought until you message me, and then I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, but what about we've we've had our listeners on the teardown uh, start to message you to tweet you more and more uh, about the the was it a good race poll and uh, whether you were right or wrong. So I I think that they enjoy trolling you. Um, just in, in a similar way that I do, just kind of like jabbing you a little bit. That's fine. Probably. You know, riling you up. Uh, that's kind of the best part of my week, honestly. It's a, it's a slow time in the pandemic. <laughs> you need more highlights of your week. I'm I'm here at home, and you know the the fact that I get to you know take a little jab at you on social media. You know, everybody. I hope you hope you join in. Uh, Jordan underscore Bianchi is his name, and you know certainly I feel confident this week that he'll be taking the jabs once again. So please don't tweet me certainly if I, <laughs> if I lose what, you know, I, I was wondering, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, Jordan, you know, we, we don't have like a nickname for our, our listeners or anything for, for on, on the teardown. I mean, do you think they should have a nickname? I mean, we, I feel like connected with these people, you know, I, I really like when people tweet us talking about what we talked about on the podcast. You're like, Oh, cool. Somebody listen to the podcast. Like we're not, we're not like uh, uh, majorly listened to podcasts in the sense that like a, you know, door bumper clear Dale Jr. Download with mega numbers on Dirty Mo Radio. You know what I mean? We we have a a core nice little group here, but we're not you know in the tens of thousands of listeners or something. So when people say or tweet us that they heard our podcast, they listen to the podcast, whatever. I'm like, that's nice. I feel like they should have. I mean, the glass case of emotion people are called glass holes. Um, which by the way, <laughs> no, they are, you obviously I, don't I believe listen. it. I mean, that's what no, they call I, I, listen, I, I, I don't listen to that podcast because I don't like that podcast. I like, um, some of the other podcasts out there. That one doesn't really do it for me, but you know, they do have a cool nickname. We, we should have, I mean, what, what would our, I mean, tear, I mean, downers, Oof. downers are these people, uh, our listeners are called downers. <laughs> That doesn't sound right. I, I don't know. Jocks, Wait, we need know. we need some suggestions. Yeah, what the teardown listeners saying, should be called. Yeah, you give me some suggestions and I'll I'll weigh in. I don't want to start throwing out names because I feel like I'll end up coming on something bad, and I don't want to do that. Because God, honestly, God, we I do appreciate our listeners, every one of them. It's always fun to interact with them, and uh, but I, I don't want to insult them uh, indirectly. Well, and maybe they want to be called downers. I mean, maybe they're proud of that. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they listen to us being negative all the time. We make them down. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, they were in a good mood. They listen to this podcast and they're like, damn. Well, now I'm, now I'm in a bad mood. So they're, they're downers. Go for a long walk. (laughs) (laughs) Sit my Java and just sit here and contemplate life. How rare is it by the way that, you know, I feel like there's been so many times where we've, we've come on here on this podcast after a race that we feel like the fans are going to like, but for whatever reason, we didn't really like it. This time, the fans didn't like this race at all, from what I can tell. And we're like, "Hey, that was that was a good race, good battle for the end." You know, I was yeah. I was satisfied with it. You didn't really didn't really bother me, the package part of it. So, uh, I feel like things are things are flip flop this week. So maybe you all are downers uh, to us this week. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's tough. It's just I think everybody, you know. I, Everybody looks for different things in, in, in racing and what they want to see. Some people just care about the finish. Other people want to look at the whole totality of the race. Some people are looking at you know the crashes or it's their favorite driver, and it's tough. I mean, honestly, when you think about it, it's – and it makes me – in all seriousness, when we do these polls and we, we think about it, 
I sit there and I step back and I go, what am I missing here? Like what, what are, what am I not seeing that someone else is seeing or what am I seeing that someone else is not seeing? Or am I looking at it the wrong way? So it does, it does lead to some uh, self-reflection a little bit. Well, I, I just think that's a, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like that is part of, uh, not to get too deep here, but the way that our uh, sort of society is going, I think that's sort of reflective now. And no, we can't even agree on what constitutes a good race. I mean, there's so many different things that people look for and the reason that people vote on things. So it's, I mean, it, that we're going way down too far down the rabbit hole. But I'll tell you what, um, <laughs> I have, I'm going to have a lot to write about on the top five. We're going to have a lot to write about uh, this week on The Athletic. If you want to become a subscriber, um, you know, please visit, uh, we have, we have a custom link still to that $1 a month offer that is being offered on theathletic.com. So you can go to theathletic.com slash the teardown. That's our custom podcast link and subscribe for $1 a month for the first six months. And then they charge you, I think, uh, $7.99 a month thereafter. Of course you can cancel anytime you want. There's no commitment to that. So Feel free to check out that offer. Uh, we are told that's not going to last indefinitely, but we haven't been given an end date. So there you go. Theathletic.com slash the teardown for the $1 per month offer. Well, Jordan, next week it's off to Texas. And then um, it's just Martinsville and Phoenix. That's it. Three more races. Of course, we will be doing wow, the teardown. So crazy. I know it is. Uh, we'll be doing this all off season as well. we'll we're not going to ditch you guys. We'll have more things to talk about, I'm sure. We'll keep coming to you every week uh, as long as we can, I'm sure. So anyway, thanks as always for listening, and we will talk to you next time on The Teardown.